Hey, everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today. With me today on my podcast is Grant Farnsworth of the Farnsworth Group. And if you follow me for long, you know the respect and appreciation I have for the work that this group is doing. The Farnsworth Group is the only group doing data analysis and making it available for free to retailers in this space. And their contractor index was a fabulous tool. The first data point that I saw as the pandemic hit and the economy started to change so quickly, their contractor index was the first data point that I saw that started to alert me of what was going on in the market. And they continue to update that contractor tool and it continues to be a great source of data for the industry. And then recently I noticed that they put out a new tool and that's their independent retailer index. And so basically what they're looking to do is just within the home improvement space, they've segregated out independent retailers and they're beginning to measure uh, just for that segment, that group's performance and the detail and the data that they've started to share is really going to be informative. They've already released their first report. There'll be a link to it in the episode when we refer to it. The first report is is interesting. It, it shares some interesting information, but it's really the trend and that we want to keep track of. And so this is really just the beginning. But my suspicion is that within a few quarters of this information coming out, these reports are going to be invaluable tools for independent pay retailers to determine how they're doing in the market, uh, how they're doing compared to their competitors, how they're doing compared to even Sherwin-Williams, because some of their data is, is publicly available. As soon as I saw that they had released this independent retailer index, I got in touch with Grant, who I've known for a couple of years. Uh, regular followers know that he's been on my podcast a half a dozen times or so over the years. And I asked him to be on and explain what the group is up to. And so that's what we get into here. We're going to do a quick update on the contractor index because I do think that that's important. And then we're going to start talking about his independent retailer index from the Farnsworth Group. It's an absolutely fabulous tool and you definitely want to give this a listen. Anyway, enjoy the episode with Grant. Like and subscribe. Let me know if there's anything uh, that you want me to cover. The very best ideas for all of this content always come from you and I'm always glad from you. So let me know and here's Grant. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. It's Mark. With me today on my podcast is Grant Farnsworth. Grant is a principal at the Farnsworth Group. They're a marketing research firm in Indianapolis. Grant, how are you today? Doing great, Mark. Always good to see you. Yeah, great to see you. Thanks for being on. So why don't you just share quickly, you guys are really prominent in this space. For those who don't know you, why don't you just share quickly what the Farnsworth Group is all about? Sure. The Farnsworth Group is a custom market research firm that serves exclusively the building products, home improvement industry. Uh, we've been doing it for uh, over 30 years. Our job is to help our clients, both manufacturers as well as suppliers, get a much deeper understanding of their customer, their product, uh, their market and their brand. So our job at the end of the day is, is, is helping them make better, more informed strategic decisions by customized market research around their specific needs, whether it's about the pro or the DIYer. We utilize multiple methodologies to get some answers and recommendations to those, those, those real finite questions. And in addition to the customized stuff that you do for your clients, uh, you guys put out some absolutely fabulous, I've shared this with you before, there's nobody making or, or collecting, I should say, data uh, for this channel like the Farnsworth Group and making it public. And so your contractor index, as one example, is really a dynamite tool. And I appreciate you guys putting that out there every quarter or so. 
Yeah, you know, it's something that we need to do as a firm to stay informed. It's something that we feel is helpful to our clients and our industry. And there's a lot of big data out there, Mark. And, and, and it's important to look at big data. It's important to look at secondary data. But, you know, our role, our job is trying to understand a little bit more the behaviors, the attitudes, um, kind of why uh, the big data is what it is, is saying what it is. Um, so, you know, it, it's been just a, a real, you know, real joy for us to be able to provide some useful, free indications, even if it's directional on, you know, what homeowners, what pros are thinking, why they're thinking it, what they're doing, why they're doing it. And so the reason I had reached out and asked you to be on now, you've been on a number of times before is, is you guys just started putting out a, uh, an independent retailer index. And I want to start talking about that in a few minutes. But before we do, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on in the market right now, just by updating the contractor index I know that you guys have put something sure. out very recently uh, within the last couple of weeks. So this information, this data is going to be pretty fresh. Sure. Yeah. So each quarter we put out uh, what we call uh, a creative title, I know, uh, the Farnsworth Contractor Index. And so this looks at um, existing home residential contractors from remodelers to uh, finished contractors to um, utility contractors like uh, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, landscapers, and exterior trades such as roofing, windows, et cetera. So we look at kind of these five main buckets each quarter trying to assess their sentiment on their industry, on their project level, on their backlog, quality of leads, ability to close, and what they think is kind of around the pike for the next you know, three, six, 12 months as far as their business health. And so what we've been looking at each quarter is, is really just current volume, um, their current activity levels of their business. And, and what we've seen, at least on the existing home contractor side, is that they're they're still very optimistic. Um, they're still busy. Yes, we've seen some of the landscaping things kind of tail off a little bit. Some of the exterior trades tail off a little bit. That's a seasonal trend that we always see. We've been kind of surprised. Project backloads actually increased slightly in Q3 over Q1 and Q2. We are seeing a decline in the um, close rate, which is indicating more competition because the quality of leads is staying very, very strong amongst trades. And just overall, when we look at kind of you know, from zero to a hundred, how how optimistic or pessimistic are you? We see them uh, right around kind of the seventy five mark, which is above the midpoint of fifty. Saying, oh, you know, that, that that's that's pretty strong. They're optimism. optimistic. They, they and, are. And they, a lot know, of that, they're busy. Yeah, a lot of that is borne out. Paint stores are getting this uh, detail through your the finishers section of that, mm -hmm. right? So the painters are in the finishing section of that. So it's picking up a lot of that uh, detail from the paint stores. And what you're reporting is borne out in the conversations I'm having with paint dealers. I suspect at sure. the end of the year, uh, I generally do some sort of summary on just how the industry did. And at the end of this mm -hmm. year, I'm expecting to report either in a video or a blog or something that Benjamin Moore is going to be up uh, over 20% this year. And some of that, of course, is price increase. They did have a right. significant price increase. And, and so listen, inflation is part of it, but not all of it. And right. so after you know, two and a half years of really explosive growth, uh, paint dealers are still seeing moderate to strong growth. Absolutely. Our industry as a whole, I think where we're seeing some softening is, is no surprise on the new single starts side yeah. of the world. So I think as you yeah. look at, you know, NHB does a great job of tracking home builder sentiment. That's been declining 10 months straight and is now in That's indefinite right. pessimism territory. So yeah. I, I think we need to be mindful, Mark, right? When we think about, you know, dealers and independents, suppliers, manufacturers, um, what part of the market are you targeting? Are you looking DIY? Are you looking existing home? Are you looking new construction? Are you looking non-res? Because we've got some fluctuation in the market of where we see some strengths and certainly where we see um, some big headwinds. And, and, and we do still see some strength in the existing home side. 
aging yeah. housing stock, uh, the demand, uh, low inventory, um, high uh, high home equities. Even if we come down five or ten percent, there's still a lot of money in the homes um, that that homeowners can tap into to to do some of this work, whether it's remodel, repaint, etc. And you know, the typical paint store, certainly the typical paint dealer, listening to this, they do some DIY business. They're happy to have it. It's probably ten, fifteen percent of their business. I know Sherwin-Williams and PPG and Home Depot, some of the larger DIY retailers of paint in the United States are struggling. That segment maybe is uh, not doing so well for paint dealers. It's a little hard to tease that out. We don't get data. You know, the biggest part of most paint retailers, 75 to 85% is the uh, resi repaint, residential repaint. And, And that continues to be strong. The yep. part of the business that's struggling, interestingly enough, as you said, the new housing, that's not a segment of the market that your p- typical paint dealer deals in yep. because it's not premium products, which is what we're kind of known for. They d- generally speaking, don't pay well, et cetera. So you're right in that new housing has really been a disaster, but it hasn't really affected this channel. Yeah, I, I think you're right. This year is going to look like a, a pretty, pretty okay year. Yes, some of that's going to be inflation. And, and when we look at forecasts for next year, I can, I can at least speak holistically because we, we, we manage an organization called the Home Improvement Research Institute, um, HIRI.org. For those that aren't members, this is the best source of secondary information for the home improvement industry. They provide forecasts as well as market sizing for a variety of categories. They provide some, some additional behaviors on, on, on pros as well as DIYers as it relates to the paint category. But you know their broad forecast for home improvement in general on the product side is next year a growth of around you know, 4 or 5% depending on the category amongst pros. DIY is going to be flat. But again, I think we've yeah. got other metrics that we see, Mark, where where there is an upside for the existing home contractor market, um, not just today, but also into next year, where we may see some other pockets of our industry uh, being down uh, substantially, particularly on the on the new home side. It sure sounds to me like your data is pointing to continued success for independent retailers. And, and so that's a nice segue uh, yeah. to what we're really here to talk about, right? Which is you guys just started doing an independent retailer index uh, we're excited about it. It, it is new. It's fresh. I know um, our partners uh, in crime with this are leading the charge as far as releasing the results. So um, can't be too forthright with the exact details. But um, we are working with uh, NHPA on this. Um, you know, they're distributing this survey to um, you know a lot of their dealers. Uh, for those that are listening, please, if you get those emails from NHPA, please participate. This is a quick hit so important that we're going to be doing yep, each quarter. And, and again, it's, it's the same idea as we do with our contractor index. We're just trying to capture that sentiment so that as we start looking at you know quarter over quarter over quarter, this builds some really good longitudinal trends that we can then look at is, you know, are we heading up or are we heading down? And then we can also get a peek into their concerns or expectations for the quarter and the year ahead. And I think it's going to be a really, really good tool for our industry to understand not only where things are at today, um, but what the expectations are for the coming months and, and quarters ahead. So we're we're excited about it. Uh, I know NHPA is excited about it. They've been doing some great work around it. So we're, 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 we're looking forward to a, a long partnership and, and seeing where this goes. And so you, you put out the first one already. And obviously, yep. as somebody who collects data, you know, the first one is not your most valuable tool when it comes to analyzing that data, because comparisons are what really make data analysis the most valuable thing. But what did what did yeah. you learn in the first one? Right out of the gate. So what do we see? You know, again, we're asking about kind of current sales, current transactions, are they up or down? Um, you know, basically foot traffic, is it up and down? Are inventories levels up and down? And then what do you expect kind of for, you know, next year and next quarter? And, and what we saw is, is similar to what we're hearing 
in retail as well, which is, you know what, my, my sales are actually up, but my um, number of transactions is a little bit soft. Interesting. Which starts indicating that we've got uh, larger purchases happening when they happen. So my cart is probably a bigger cart. I'm, I'm just not getting as many of them as I was a year ago. And those might've been smaller carts a year ago as well. So I'm able to keep my revenue up um, in large part because my basket sizes are increasing. Uh, the product volumes may be increasing during those purchases or the price point of those products may be increasing as well. And that's also the other big part that we're hearing, right? Is that my prices are up, but I, I'm still, maybe unit sales are, are a little bit soft or flat. Um, so therefore there's probably some inflation um, dollars happening yeah. here to, to keep our sales volume up year over year, despite maybe having some flat or even down unit sales. And we're hearing that pretty consistently across a variety of categories in the building product space. Well, I think the trick for uh, retailers and uh, retailers listening, if you want to really understand how your business performed in 2022, when you get to the end of the year, you have to find some way of factoring out the inflation. Now, you don't have to kill yourself to figure it out to the penny. Obviously, there's ways to do that. But you do have to try to get some understanding of how much of that was inflation and how much of that was actual growth. Because in the absence of that, you really don't know during a time of very high inflation, you really don't know how you performed. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's exactly right. Um, the other thing that we're doing too with a lot of our clients is just making sure that people look back to 2018, 2019. I think there's been a lot of uh, immediate comparisons as, as we typically do is, is where were we prior year? Where are we today? You mentioned it up front, Mark. I mean, you know, 2020, 2021 were, were right. anomalies. These are big outliers. Um, I think it's important for dealers uh, to really think about uh, their business pre-pandemic and start using that kind of as as the bar not 2020, 2021. And that might help you all make some decisions that are that are that are more meaningful, more realistic than than setting everything against this high bar that we, we just can't continue on that. Right. Well, we like to think that we can, you know. Well, look, uh, yeah, but 20% growth uh, every year uh, has got to come to right. an end at some points. You know what I mean? And, and in some cases, 20% was on the low side. I, right. I know dealers, I know dealers that had in 2021, I know of at least one dealer that was up a hundred percent. And this was this was not a single store four hundred thousand dollar a year dealer. This was a, a four or five store, eight million dollar a year dealer, and he literally doubled in a single year. Which is awesome. But that's not it's remarkable, but that's not sustainable. That. And and probably this dealer would even tell you he doesn't even want to sustain it, right? Right, <laughs> right? because that's that's nobody wants to work that hard for too long. You'll do it that's for a year, true. but yeah. but that's it. And so, tell me, what's going to be the value of this information, in your opinion, to retailers yeah. once you have, uh, uh, you know, four or five quarters of this put out and. And the trends become clearer. What what are they going to be able to do with this? You know, I think it's it's a it's a it's a great tool for dealers to kind of um, compare themselves to their colleagues. Am I down? But everyone else is saying that they're up. So what's going yep. on with my business? Is, is that a market thing? Is that a, is that a merchandising thing? Is it, is it is it my pricing strategy? So I think first and foremost, it's going to be a great tool for those um, independents to be able to look at to see how do I compare. 
Secondly, I think it's a great tool for all of us in the industry, so the manufacturer side as well, to understand you know, what are the challenges that independents are experiencing that we may need to be thinking about, either from a marketing standpoint, from a product standpoint, from a merchandising standpoint, right? So, so, so how can we, we be working together um, you know, to maybe uh, address some of these challenges and expectations um, that independents are, are reporting? And I think that independents need that desperately. Uh, you know, you heard me mention before, we don't really get much in the way of data because Benjamin Moore, who's the largest player in the space, and, and I don't say this to blame them, it's just the reality of the circumstances. They're owned by a conglomerate, you know, so they don't report out their paint sales uh, as part of the 250 you know, billion dollars uh, that Berkshire Hathaway does in a year. They don't report out their paint sales and that's okay. That, But that leaves dealers uh, with some real disadvantages as it comes to getting their hands on data. And so I, I think what you guys are doing is fabulous. Yeah, we're excited. We're really excited about it. That's a great place to wrap it up. Grant Farnsworth from the Farnsworth Group. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. I really appreciate the time. Always happy to help. Um, if, if people uh, want to dig deeper into this information, uh, they can reach us at thefarmswithgroup.com. We've got a number of, of topics that we're working on with our clients. This, this pricing one, which we've talked about a couple of times today, Mark, uh, pricing is, is going to be the new availability for 2023 in our perspective. So I think it's important we continue to talk about these, these topics that are germane to the industry and our customers. Well, I appreciate you doing it here on my podcast, Grant. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks, Mark.